0: Hey, hello, how are you? Coulter Nuanas, as always. You can find this podcast on sportsmt.com. Coming to you around high noon, November 21st. High noon on November 23rd, the greatest day of the year. Cat Grizz, Grizz cat, greatest rivalry in the West, whatever you want to call it. Montana at Montana State, number three versus number eight. Big Sky Conference title implications, playoff implications, the whole thing. We'll be rolling out content like we have all week. Got a couple more matchup stories for you, so go check those out, SkySportsMT.com. Got some profiles on Montana State seniors, Jared Padmas and Logan Jones already up. We will touch on Braden Conkle, Derek Marks, and Mitch Broad as well. Also got a big feature on all Montana's seniors and just what this journey's been like for them as well. That'll be rolling out this afternoon too. So check it out, skyandsportsmt.com. Also, stay tuned. Gus Tutel is going to pen a little commentary for us leading up to the game as well. In this Big Sky breakdown, we we'll hear from some players on both sides of the Grizz rivalry. Montana only made their captains available during a press conference, so no one-on-ones from Montana's captains Dalton Snead, Dante Olson, or Jesse Sims. But I did save an interview from Colin Bingham from a couple weeks ago. He's a Missoula senior, and we talked a little bit about the matchup with Idaho. We also just talked about his Grizz career. So we'll share that one with you from the Montana side. Then on the Montana State side, we'll hear from three captains. They have six of them. Travis Johnson, senior wide receiver slash Wildcat quarterback. Kevin Cassis, senior wide receiver, as well as Derek Mark, senior defensive end. And then to finish this thing up, share a couple extra sound bites, some bonus ones. We got future Bobcat quarterback slash safety Tommy Mallott. His Butte High School team plays in the state championship on Friday night against Bozeman. Tommy Mallott was our student of the week, our mattress firm student of the week two weeks ago. So we talked to him before his team's uh, semifinal game against Billings West, but Butte gunning for their first state title since 2012, their second state title since 1991. So we talked to Bobcat commit Tommy Mallott. And then also, Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head basketball coach. He joined us on 2 Tell Nuwana his team was riding a three-game winning streak that included beating UNC Greensboro on a buzzer beater. They lost last night, to, uh, I guess Tuesday night, to Grand Canyon. Sort of run out of gas. But still, the Bobcats come home for a uh, matchup with Colorado Christian in about a week. And they're 4-2, and two, which I don't think a lot of people expected. Now, further ado, Big Scott Breakdown, presented in part by Selway Armory and Town Pump Food Stores. Selway Armory with locations in both Missoula and Bozeman. Your firearms experts in the state of Montana and Town Pump. Montana's best since 1953. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Town Pump near you.
1: Selway Armory on Black Friday is the one store you have to visit to save huge on guns, ammo, and accessories. Check out Selway Armory's insert in the Thanksgiving edition of the Missoulian before Black Friday to see all of the unbelievable inventory and savings they have in store for you. Put Selway Armory on your schedule Schedule and get there this Black Friday and Saturday for the sale of the year. Get to the store at the corner of Baxter and Jackrabbit in front of Big Sky Archery and Zero In. Zelway Armory's Black Friday sale. Shop local, save money, shoot more.
0: On that note, the offensive line seems like they've improved so much in your eyes. Where have you seen them grow? Hey,
2: hey, hey. Um, <laughs> like. Honestly, in every aspect of the game, from their strength to their knowledge of the game to their uh, communication to their paddle of light, I think across the board, they're all, they're all playing really well. They're a good group, good group of guys to be around. Uh, they love being the guys in the trenches doing the dirty work and winning us games. They've won us quite a few games this year, and they're going to keep doing it for us.
0: One of the most fascinating stories to me on this team is a guy you line up next to quite a bit in Dylan Cook. I mean, he's a High school quarterback and NAIA quarterback, and (laughs) and now he's a pretty darn good tackle. So, Uh uh, I mean, what do you think of just his ability to switch uh, such an unorthodox path and and contribute like he has?
2: I think uh, I think that's kind of a sign of a true athlete, kind of versatility, and that's don't cook for you. You know, he's a good basketball player in high school too, and I think that kind of translates. He's got good footwork. He's 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 good on his feet. and uh yeah he's he's embraced the role too so having the right mindset goes a long way and he's he's done that
0: was it surprising to you when he came here and started playing offensive line
2: uh i want to say yeah but no i mean i (laughs) like he's got the he's got the body (laughs) body. totally um and uh i knew i knew him in high school i knew what kind of athlete he was and I figured he'd be pretty solid at that position. He's done a good job this year. This is the
0: first practice under the lights that I've been to so that must mean it's November so now that your your senior year is sort of winding down when I tell you that. How does that make you feel?
2: Uh, It's exciting. I mean it's November. It's the best time to be playing football. It's the most important time to win games. Uh, it's nice to be here under the lights. Daylight savings kind of messed us up. <laughs> could, can't be out on the River Bowl. I coach how I could like to be. But, uh, yeah, I mean, every, uh, every practice means a lot at this point. Um, kind of cherishing them and getting everything I can out of it and hopefully keep winning games and keep playing.
0: I know when we talked in the spring you talked about the differences in the program but now those are really coming to fruition so just to go through this transition, a guy you always wanted to play for the Grizz, so just to see Montana at least on their way back, what's that been like for you?
2: Uh, it's It's been awesome, uh, first thing kind of Coach Alex's mantra when he got here was return to dominance and uh, we're, we're working towards it and uh, it feels good to kind of muscle out wins like we have been and kind of look like some teams that I grew up watching and kinda of be a really physical physical team and wear teams out and uh, win the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he and, couldn't you
0: know. he couldn't help but smile after that Eastern game. Yeah. He looked down at stat sheet and said fifty five rushes, that's how we like to win around here. <laughs> yeah. So
2: that was awesome. A lot of a lot of thirteen, a lot of heavy personnel, just pound on the rock. That's how we like to play football.
0: What have you learned from this experience throughout the last five years?
2: Oh man. Yeah.
0: A million different things.
2: Uh, I mean football teaches you a lot of things like how to work with work with other people um, how to work hard how to be tough um, how to persevere and I think pretty much I don't think there's a lesson that football can teach you that isn't transferable to life after football so um the coaches do a great job of kind of preaching that you know like football doesn't last forever there's going to be there's going to be a day when your career ends and you got to be able to go on with your life and lead a successful life. And I think the coaches have prepared us for that, and the, f- the game of football has prepared us for that. And just this university and everything they do for us, we're, we're all incredibly grateful for the opportunity they've been, we've been given.
0: Seems to me that there's just a lot of bad teams in the NFL, and there's some teams that maybe we are just not used to being bad, which I think is made for some when matchups that are on TV that maybe aren't quite up to par. I mean, you look at a team like the Steelers with no Ben Roethlisberger. They have not been nearly as good as they traditionally are. The no Cam Newton in Carolina. You know The Bears are, have taken a huge step back. And one team that's just been sort of toiling, I think it's a pivotal game for them this weekend, is the team that the Seattle Seahawks play on Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh,
3: talk about the excitement that I saw you play with down in California, uh, maybe being in California for the last time during your college career. How big of a win was it for you this last weekend?
4: Yeah, it was a great win. Uh, it was fun. I had a lot of family and friends there. I grew up. Uh, about 30 minutes away from there, I had a sister. My sister went there, and uh, obviously I didn't end up there. So I think there was a little. Uh, uh, I wasn't bitter, but I mean excitement, and you know uh, wanted to make sure we won that one in California, especially being from there. And uh, yeah, it was fun and great team win. And um, yeah, now looking on this week.
3: And how, how much do you guys like the scenario that you kind of set up for yourselves, um, likely in the playoffs, regardless of this weekend? How do you guys look at that scenario? How much do you enjoy that, What, what the position that you're in currently?
4: Yeah, it's, we're excited about this position. Um, a couple of years ago, being four and seven going, or three and seven going into this game, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't, I guess, too exciting because I guess there wasn't really anything on the line. I mean, there wasn't playoff implications and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's great. Um, at least knowing we're in the playoffs and we're excited for this week to, you know, hopefully to make it the playoffs a little I don't want to say easier, but, um, you know, put us in a better position.
5: What's the scouting report against Montana? What do you kind of see from their, their secondary
4: right now? Yeah, good players back there. Um, I think uh, another thing that sticks out is how active their linebackers are. Uh, they all run to the ball, um, play with great effort, and I guess, the, I mean, I want to say they're similar to us, but yeah, they, their guys play hard and they're going to they're gonna give max effort on every play.
5: You guys have the opportunity to do something that hasn't been done here in a long time, which is win four consecutive games against Montana. You have yet to to lose mm-hmm. personally to Montana. So, um what do you just love about having that opportunity
4: this week? Yeah. Uh I think it just goes down with our class and our legacy. Um, you know, I'd be, you know, historic for us to do that and um, you know, we're excited for this opportunity. Uh I mean we don't we don't view it as pressure, we just you know we're just excited to go out there and show what we can do. And
5: just to follow up, I mean, what, what have the last three games collectively been like for you guys, and, and just the way you were able to win those games?
4: Yeah, I mean, looking back to last year, I mean, coming, coming back from a couple of touchdowns uh, and a big goal line stop, I mean, that's, I guess, up you. doesn't seem It doesn't seem real because uh, uh, it's almost like a, a movie. Uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun, great memories. Um, Honestly, it doesn't. I mean, I don't think I've had huge games in those in those things, but it doesn't matter. It's just like we're just so focused on, um, you know, the team and whatnot, and getting that, getting the win, and uh, they've just been a ton of fun.
6: Like you said, in terms of you know having a game that you know you know that it you know is kind of part of a legacy type of situation. How do you approach that kind of situation?
4: Um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie and say that. Uh, I mean, this week is different from any other week. Uh, You know, we're we're just excited to go out there and, I mean, you can't let the emotions get the best of you. Um, I guess when you start to, you know, think about that stuff and kind of lose perspective on, um, you know, what's important and what the things you need to do to execute on Saturdays to uh, to get it done. And, uh, you know, we're trying to just maintain our poise and um, get out there on Saturday. and We're excited to just
3: execute and, and perform. You, you, you talked about those Grizz linebackers. How would you describe kind of their gap scheme in football terms and how much those linebackers have the ability to kind of roam the field and, and make tackles in the run game especially?
4: Yeah, um, I think they just fly around. They just play hard. Um, all those guys uh, have a ton of tackles, and, I mean, it shows. You just walk, turn the film on it. Um, you know, their run from sideline to sideline, I think that's something that sticks out to us. I mean, we'll focus on, um, I guess in my position, more on the secondary. But when you see those guys um, – you know, chasing down little screens on the outside. It's like it's impressive. So um, it's going to be a good challenge and we're excited to, to go, for, go uh, play against them.
5: The ability to stretch the field last week against C.C. this was it do? before you guys here going into this game? You get some of the big shots mm-hmm. in Montana something else?
4: Yeah, I think, they, I think they'll have to. I mean, it's um, another element of our game that uh, has shown growth. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we have a bunch of playmakers out mm-hmm. here and, and whoever uh, is going to step up on Saturday. And, I mean, they have a lot to prepare for. So uh, I think being able to stretch the field is just something that uh, our ability to take the next step as an offense.
5: It seems like Tucker really you know, gave you guys chances, just mm-hmm. threw it to you guys. And how much do you pride yourself on you know, being able to be good on those chances when he does throw to you, even if you are? Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, we just, that's kind of we take right off to Coach Frazier. I mean, if it's in our area, you got to go up and get it. And um, like I said, I mean, we're not an air raid offense, so when you get those opportunities, you want to you come down with them, and especially when, um, you know, how effectively we run the ball. If we connect on some of those shots in the game, it definitely changes the game.
3: Seems like they rotate a ton on defense, but not necessarily as much at cornerback. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that on film, and do you see any advantage in maybe seeing the same matchup consistently?
4: Yeah. Um, they primarily play at number seven and number three. Um, it's actually it's, it's kind of funny. My, Damian Damien watches my mm-hmm. roommate, and he's got a um, number seven uh, is like one of his childhood friends growing up and stuff, and um, you know he's a good player. Um, you know he's pretty consistent. He's patient back there, and um, he drives well on the ball. And number three, he's a senior too. Or um, well, Nash is a is a redshirt junior. Right. But uh, Calhoun, he's a he's a senior. He's a good player, and um, you know they're gonna create some matchup. Po- I mean, matchup problems. But there's gonna be good matchups on this this weekend, and you know we're excited to play against them.
5: What would you say this senior class meant to you whether?
4: It's true seniors or, or richer seniors? Yeah, I mean, I mean, those are my brothers. I mean, I do anything for those guys, and it's just been so fun to um, experience it with, with the special group of guys. And, um, you know, coming in here, uh, I, went, like, I mean, a rebuilding process and whatnot, and seeing what the guys have stuck around and, uh, and pushed through. I mean, like you said, we're four and seven now, we're, we're uh, with no playoff implications, and now we're um, in a position where you're saying regardless i mean when or lost we're in the playoffs but you know obviously we want to win this weekend but you know it just it shows like how the culture's changed and uh, it's exciting yeah we're, we're happy about it
3: i know there's been some questions to people before about not being from montana and then experiencing the rivalry mm-hmm. after you've had spent some time in it um, how much has that experience played into your bobcat experience overall and how would you describe the rivalry
4: yeah I, i'm i'm montanan now <laughs> yeah. after playing in yeah. this game i mean uh you uh, you learn real quick and you know every experience has been unique and uh, I mean I didn't understand it coming in I mean but when you see the step out of Washington Grizzly or out on Bobcat Stadium you you understand why uh, people care about this game and why it's so important so yeah I I mean I, it's it's different I mean you prepare different this week you try I mean you want to prepare the same every week but I mean with a game like this it's it's uh, so unique and special that, yeah, it's 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 just
5: different.
6: <laughs> having
5: um, Isaiah play the way he has and Travis back you now too, how much does do, do those guys help kind of open up the offense to play the way that they did last weekend? Yeah, I think it just it
4: creates more problems for them. Uh, you know, scheming for us. So, I mean, we have a ton of guys that can uh, can run the ball, and um, it just creates mismatches. And uh, it's good having Isaiah back. Maybe he's dealing with something throughout this year. um he's looking good at that he's healthy and whatnot. So, and then having a guy like Travis who can pretty much do whatever—it's—I mean, I wouldn't want to prepare for him. <laughs> but, but yeah, we're excited. We got to put up some guys to make plays for us too. And you know, we're a team, and you know, anyone could step up in any game. Okay, I got three that you have
3: to bear with me. They're okay. my regular gross questions, right. so not so serious. The first one. If Champ and Monty got
4: in a fight, what would it look like, and what would the finishing move be? What would it look like? Um, wait, they're got it's they're Grizzlies Monty. That is, that's that's my grandpa's name, so I mean I, him, I, I, can't, I can't say anything. I can't say anything bad about that. But uh, how did how did the fight go? I think it'd be a. I think Champ would come out on top. I'm not sure how he would. I don't know really any karate moves that I would, could come up the top of my head, but. I think would come run on top.
3: Okay, second one. Um, the name, The Brawl of the Wild. What are your thoughts on that? And the first time you heard it, you know, what did you kind of think about
4: it? Uh, I think it's a cool name. Uh, I think it kind of, I guess, explains kind of what goes on in the game. It's a brawl, I mean, it's, uh, I guess, two. you got a bobcat and a grizzly, so yeah, it's Montana, so yeah, it's Brawl of the Wild. Um, <laughs> it's a cool name, I like it. <laughs>
7: And my last question, I swear.
3: Um, the trophy, what are your thoughts on the trophy, what it represents, how it looks?
4: It's a beautiful trophy. We like it a lot, and um, I've been able to see it a lot these past three years, which I, which I like. And hopefully going forward, um, guys here can continue to see it quite a bit. So yeah, we like the trophy, and um, it symbolizes just you know what it takes to win that game. And yeah, we, we, love, we love it, so <laughs> we like the trophy. <laughs> Do you like the
6: way it looks better with your helmet on the top?
4: We do, yeah, we prefer it with a nice white bobcat on top of it.
3: Got a last question for you, yeah. or maybe someone else does as well, but uh, Logan Jones is a guy that impacted this game so much last year. How important has his fifth year been, and how interesting is it to see a guy kind of flourish in a year that may not be assumed by a lot of players?
4: I mean, we know what Logan can do. He's a <laughs> really a special player, um, you know, tough guy to tackle, and, uh, you know, he's really stepped up this year. Um, he's a smaller guy who, you know, It's super tough. I mean, he he jokes about, you know, when guys tackle him, I mean, being a a smaller guy as he is, I mean, you know, takes a little more damage than than, than most guys. And, you know, the guy who just gets right back up and has made some really good plays, and, you know, we're expecting him to to do the same on Saturday.
0: Next up here for Montana State, senior captain Travis Johnson. He's a wide receiver, a wildcat quarterback, sometimes a running back. He does it all. He's second on the team in rushing, 432 rushing yards. He's also got six rushing touchdowns. 37 catches, 445 yards, and a touchdown. So when you add it all up, about 89 yards from scrimmage each and every game. I don't know what they're going to nominate him as as an all-league guy, but he's an all-league guy. And definitely one of the best players in the league, one of the best athletes in the league. Here's Travis Johnson and his final thoughts on his final cat, Grizz.
3: You talked a little bit about um, coming back from a little bit of an absence due to injury and, and the performance you had at UC Davis. How big of a win that was for you guys
8: and kind of the momentum it carries this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was definitely a big win by both sides of the ball and special teams. I think it was just a statement game for us, you know, we just wanted to go there. We knew it was going to be a hard game, they're a 5 or 5 team, but they played great teams like North Dakota State, so we were just on a mission and we took care of business, I believe. I think after the game you mentioned that you were kind of hyping up Tucker a little bit before the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you
5: know, how, what have you seen from him and his demeanor, I guess, mm-hmm. the last
8: few weeks? I just like the way he's playing with confidence and it's clicking at the right time. And, you know, that UC Davis game was a great game for him, and I was just proud of him the way he performed. And when he's throwing the way he was, how much does that open things up for you guys? Oh, it opens up things a lot. You know, when he has that ability to do that, that just opens up a lot of things. Going off the same thing, you are talking about opening things up, having Isaiah back in the backfield. For the receiving core, you know, how much does that help you guys? I mean, it's mm-hmm. got to give you guys
7: more of an open look down the field and teams got to prepare for that aspect as mm-hmm.
8: well. Yeah, Isaiah's a great player. You know, and our one game is really good, you know, regardless. You know, O-line does a tremendous job up front. So, you know, I think, you know, with Isaiah obviously back, you know, that opens up things. But Logan Jones, uh, Shane Perry, and Lane do just as good. So, uh,
5: Having played in this game last year, what, uh, what do you say were your first impressions of the, of the rivalry? Uh, just in terms of like intensity and, mm-hmm. and bragging rights mm-hmm.
8: and, and uh, just two old rivals going at it. Yeah, when everyone, when I first got here, everyone kind of hyped it up, and I was kind of downplaying I was like, stop, like, come on now. But then once I got into the Washington Grizzlies Stadium, I was like, wow, this is intense. You know, the fans are talking a lot of mess. So I was like, wow, like, I had a little kid talking mess to me, so I was like, it's like that. So, But, you know, I just felt the intensity. But once we started playing in the game all the emotions went away and I just started playing football it seems this year is a little bit different
3: uh, in regard that both teams have made the playoffs including you guys Mm -hmm. Um, how important is the scenario that you've set up for yourself and and how much does that play into this weekend with a little bit of confidence going into it Mm.
8: I think you know we let the past the past games all the other games behind we're just focused on this game right now we're not really focused on playoffs anything that's going to happen after this game so you know I think we're just going to worry about Saturday and whatever happens after that happens
3: when you've watched some Grizz film, have you seen a unique look on defense from them? It seems that they run a little bit of a, of a different gap scheme principle with three safeties and two linebackers that like to run. How would you describe their defense what you've seen
8: today? Their defense is really good. Uh, Dante Olsen, obviously, is a tremendous player. Their front seven is really great. Their secondary is really good. So it's going to be a tough challenge for us. But, you know, we're going to prepare this week. So How is this week different just around the team? Uh, I think it's just more intense, you know, practices is more intense, and you can just kind of feel the emotions. Personally, I'm not from Montana, and the are all the wild, so, uh, a lot of the Montana kids, I can kind of tell, you know, this is, you know, they've watched this game since they were a kid, and, you know, going to this game, I want to go hard just for them, you know, practicing harder just for those guys, because they grow up Bobcats or Grizzlies, you know, I just woke up, or, you know, Laker fan, or, you know, Chargers, Clippers, you know, that was me, so, yeah. Clippers? It seems like
3: they rotate quite a bit on defense, except at, at the cornerback position. It seems like they really stick with two guys. Uh, have you seen that same thing on film? Do you see any advantages with some of those lack of rotation
8: there? Uh, can you say it one more time? I'm sorry.
3: It seems like they rotate a ton up front, especially mm-hmm. at, at linebacker as well, but it seems mm-hmm. like their corners do not rotate a ton. Have you seen that same thing? Ooh. Do you see an advantage from that lack of rotation?
8: Yeah, uh, a lot. Some of the teams we play, they don't really work, rotate the cornerbacks. So that's not something that's high on my radar, but you know, when I watch film, I watch all the corners and see how they all play.
1: What
5: are the thoughts around the team about keeping the streak alive against them and not
8: giving up that trophy? Yeah. Um, again, I just think we're not focused on the streak. We're just gonna treat this as it was the first time they won, you know, just go into it, just, you know, prepare hard, you know, and play hard, you know, and then if we, when we win, if we win, then, you know, we'll get the prize, so. Black Friday is coming, and for the
1: hunter or gun enthusiast on your list, the best Black Friday sale is once again at Selway Armory. Selway Armory's annual Black Friday sale is the stuff of legends, with tons of inventory at and even below cost. Put Selway Armory on your schedule and get there this Black Friday and Saturday for the sale of the year on firearms, ammunition, and accessories. Get to the store at the corner of Baxter and Jackrabbit in front of Big Sky Archery and Zero In. Selway Armory's Black Friday sale, the best there is.
0: And the last player for this Cat game, 2019, 119th edition, is Derek Marks. Marks is a senior captain from Belgrade, defensive end, defensive tackle, defensive lineman. He's had a great career. He's a four-year starter, even though he's been in and out of the starting lineup. He's always played starter snaps. He's a spot guy and then a starter as a true freshman. He's rotated up and down the line as a sophomore and a junior. Now he's primarily played on the inside as a senior, and he's playing great. He's got 11 tackles for loss. He's really handled the move the inside well. He's always been a really good kid to cover as well. Great interview, really articulate guy, thoughtful guy, and a really polite guy. Here's Derek Marks on his last Cat Grizz
6: game.
3: Do you want to start with uh, kind of recapping us on UC Davis, what you thought about as a team win and kind of a
6: scenario that you're in right now? Yeah, um, I thought it was a great team win. I I was really happy with how we, you know, fought it. It was a close game all the way up until the fourth quarter, and um, I think that was good for us uh, to play a competitive game and to – yeah, have to be forced to stop the run with that good running back. There, I mean, he's a great, great back. Really elusive for his size. He's not huge, but he's he's really elusive. Hard to bring down. Um, yeah, there were some things that we need to clean up as far as fitting the run and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I was I was impressed with how we ran the ball on offense. Um, and yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a good team win for us down there. And, and a good team, good quarterback, had a lot of playmakers. Yeah, I thought we. I think you guys were able to
8: um,
6: confuse
5: Jake last week, and how do you take that into this matchup?
6: Yeah, I think really it comes down to you know the coaches' game planning for that and putting us in the right calls, um, and then trying to get as much pressure on him as we can. Um, but yeah, I mean Dalton needs a great quarterback. He's a great player. He has a lot of experience, and uh, so we'll have to yeah just trust the coaches, execute the game plan, work on our what we've been coached to do is, as far as you know, disguise and that sort of thing and uh, yeah, hopefully we can get after it. How would you describe just kind of how the pass rush has kind of come together
8: as the season has gone on?
6: Yeah, it's been interesting week to week. Um, it's, a, it's a whole different game plan week to week. I think early on we were doing a lot of just four down straight when you're one-on-one type rushes and now it's been a little bit more been running some games and stunts and it, it totally depends on what we're seeing if it's an RPO team then we'll you know do this or if it's a drop back pass team then we'll do that um, so it totally depends week to week on on what we're getting but you're always gonna have one on ones, and we need to win those and um, yeah that's a big emphasis have you noticed an offense maybe try to block that differently? Or that's- yeah I. Um, yeah different teams pick up stunts differently and we see different protections each week um, and you can game plan for that and Teams change their uh, protections during the game, and so we need to communicate with our coaches on the sideline. Hey, this is what we're getting when they give this hand signal. This is what we're going to get. Um, so, yeah, they, they change different protections for that, and uh, different teams pick up, you know, pass off games differently too. So we base our games off that as well. So, what have you seen for the Grizz offense? I know that last year they had some RPO actions. What have you seen this yeah. year, and how's that maybe different from last year? Yeah, I think there's, there's some similarities. Um, I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is, is their use of tight ends, both in the run game and the pass game. They use their tight ends a ton. Um, and yeah, they, they like to get in 12 personnel. They will like get into 13 personnel with three tight ends on the field. And um, yeah, they, they, they do a great job. Um, yeah, they still obviously still do the RPO. I think they're maybe a little more committed to the run game with that back. They have 21, and uh, he's a good player, a good physical runner. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah they're playing well right now on offense. So.
7: Looking
5: back to last year's game, you know that defensive line won that game for you guys, and you know you think taking that into this year, do you feel like you know that the defensive tempo has to be set with you guys at the four up front?
6: Yeah, I think that's kind of our, you know, we say it starts up front, and I, I think everyone's kind of bought into that in terms of yeah we're the first guys to you know affect the play whether it's run or pass, but we have a lot of confidence in in the back end and what they can do and. Um, they're playing at a really high level, our, our DBs. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the whole unit, the whole group in, uh, in order to affect, yeah, the game and impact the game. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to play together and execute the game plan, well. You know,
5: and to win four in a row and end your time here with, with Coach, having him still have not lost a, a Cat Grizz game, you know, yeah. how
6: much would that mean to you? Yeah, it would mean a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'll wait to answer that. But uh, it, it would really mean a lot. And uh, we're going to uh, execute the game plan as well as we can and, and see what we can do. How important is it to, to slow down the
3: Grizz wide receivers? It seemed like a group is, that yeah. has made a big impact this year. Yeah, they
6: are great impact players. Um, Akem and Toure and some of those guys. And number 80, um, yeah, they got some good players on that in that unit. And we know that. We know they're dangerous. And uh, Jerry Lou and McGee can do a lot of things in the open field. and. Um, yeah, so we're gonna have to rally to the ball. We're gonna have to play with great effort and uh, just keep doing what we're doing. Do any,
5: good. I'm sorry. Do you have any mixed feelings with this being your being your last one, at least?
6: Yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I haven't put too much thought into it. I'm just trying to enjoy, it, you know, enjoy the week, enjoy the process. It's a fun, it's a fun game to play in. It's a privilege to be able to play in this game, and uh, yeah, it's been it's fun preparing for it. It's fun everything everything about it's a, a good time. And, um, yeah, being senior day, it'll be it'll be mixed emotions. But um, you know, I think that's something to reflect on a little bit more so than think about now. And right now, we're just trying to prepare and, and do all we can to get ready for this one.
1: Colter, the weather has turned. It is gnarly out there. It's gnarly on the roads. But in Montana, that doesn't keep us home. We go everywhere we got to go. You and I always traveling for football. I'm going to be headed to some other places for Christmas. All this kind of stuff. You know what gives me comfort? I know that I'm always about 11 feet from a town pump superstore. I mean, no matter where I am in the state of Montana, you got gasoline, you got all the refreshments you need. The kids got to have, you know, a a, a packet of gum, some chips, some water to keep them going, keep them satiated and satisfied in the backseat. And you know what other S word? Silent. Shut them up, those kids. You go to Town Pump and you got yourself some peace and calm in the van ride. I, sh- I should pay them $1 million for what they've done for
0: me. I always hit up that Town Pump right when you get over Homestake Pass, right in Rocker there because yeah. I always run out of the spray fluid for the windshield. And mm. The semis are spraying on you. When it gets cold and icy and snowy like this, you got to have the right fluids in your car, and Town Pump's got that covered as well. And sometimes you need a beer for after the drive. So get yourself a six-pack, drink it when you get home, behave yourself. But it is, it's a great place no matter what you need. Fuel, food, caffeine, water, anything. And who knows, maybe you throw a dollar in the machine, you walk away a winner, too.
1: I mean, you got all these different ways to recreate, stretch your legs on the highways.
0: No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a town pump near you. Town pump, Montana's best since 1953.
1: Well, it's time now to welcome in our Mattress Firm Student of the Week, a senior at Butte High School and a future Montana State Bobcat, but not before he finishes off what uh, he hopes to be a state championship run, the quarterback of the Butte Bulldogs, Tommy Malott, joining us. Tommy, thanks so much for being with us, man. We really appreciate it. you got to be doing pretty well today. you got a state semifinal tonight, for crying out loud. So first of all, thanks so much for taking out the time. And how you feeling right now a few hours in advance of, uh, of game time?
9: Yeah, well first off, uh thanks for having me. Uh this is an honor. And uh but right now I'm uh just really excited for the opportunity we have tonight against a great uh a really uh good Billings West team. Um, I'm excited for the atmosphere that uh Naranjo Stadium will obviously have tonight and uh just another opportunity to play the game that I love.
0: I want to ask you about Naranchi Stadium because when I was in high school – Coulter says there's ghosts in Naranjee Stadium. I'm telling Stadium. you. That's and what the, he They're says, the yeah. good kind of ghosts, though. There's spirits <laughs> right. in there. It's it, What a place, man. You could just feel it when you're in there. It's like no other venue. I, I seriously think it's like no other venue in the country. I think it's one of the great high school venues in the country. The stands are so close. The fact that Butte comes out in full force to watch you guys. So I know you've been playing quarterback for Butte High for several years now – What's it been like playing in that stadium? What does that place mean to you?
9: Yeah, um, I guess going back to when I first got introduced to the stadium myself, uh, just uh, in my elementary days, um, I would just go up to the games and I'd watch, and obviously that's kind of what I got used to. Um, when I got into high school, it was kind of an eye-opening experience that um, it really wasn't like that around the state, but obviously it just made me uh, respect what we're, we have in Butte and uh, – really like understand how special everything is that um uh, the community does for us and what the stadium is so um but yeah it's, uh, the four years playing here have been um absolutely incredible um just the support we have from everyone throughout the community um the amount of uh care and uh, respect that we get from our coaches and uh just everything just combines to give us the amazing atmosphere that we uh get a show in the falls of uh Friday nights here in Butte, Montana.
0: You mentioned when you were uh, a middle schooler, they started playing in the Ranchi again, but they used to play at the middle school forever, and they started playing in the Ranchi again, I think 2009, 2010 maybe. But 2012 was the last time Butte made a run to the state title, and that was a spectacular team. And the way that they won that state championship in the Ranchi over Bozeman, hitting that game-winning field goal, one of the great games I've ever covered, one of the great games I've ever watched, were you at that game? And if so, how much did that influence, how much did that team just influence your love for football?
9: Um, yeah, for sure. I uh, actually clearly remember um, the section that I was sitting in. I don't know if I could tell you the uh, the letter that actually corresponds to that section, but uh, I can still picture the scene of the stadium and the atmosphere that was uh, with all the attend- attendance and um just the kick to conclude the game to win view high, their state championship that year. But, um, so obviously that's been, uh, something that stuck with me, um, to inspire me to, uh, and what, what I was going to do, um, going into high school. And, um, obviously it inspired a lot of other, uh, fellow students, um, with at my age and all over, um, my surrounding grades, um, it is just a, um, like it was just a moment that I'm sure everyone will remember for their lives. So, uh, yeah, for sure, it's been a huge uh, influence in um, just my idea of football and my uh, love for the game and for Butte High specifically.
1: Tommy Malott joining us. He's a senior at Butte High. They are playing Billings West tonight in the state semifinals of the uh, Class AA football playoffs. And uh, and Tommy, I'm interested, you you haven't played Billings West yet this season, but you're the only undefeated team in Double A. but Billings West, the defending state champ, the matchup tonight that's coming up, obviously a huge one always because it's a state semifinal, but maybe even a little bit more so with you guys with a goose egg in the loss column going against the, the defending state championships. What, state champions, what do you see in this matchup tonight versus Billings West?
9: Um, I think we both have a... Uh... We just, it's going to be a matchup between two teams that are really well coached, um, that have a lot of kids that have uh, bought into what their program expects of them and demands of them every single day. And uh, that just uh, shows in what their record is and how they've performed throughout the season. Um, obviously, I've got a lot of respect for Billings. Uh, we played him twice last year. Um, both very tough fought games for us, and but we're both completely different teams now. Uh, I'm just excited that uh, they're going to be Coming here to Senior Anchi and um, get to have the environment that we have tonight on our side, and uh, I think that I don't know it, it'll be a really hard fought game. Um, I can't really say what I can, what I'm going to expect right now because if I say something, it'll probably be the absolute opposite. And, uh, I don't <laughs> right. want to jinx anything, obviously. So <laughs> um, I'm kind of just gonna let the cards lay where they're gonna fall, and uh, and uh, I guess that it just. Uh, preparation's already been set. Um, we've been working both teams uh, all year long, um, basically since, I mean, we we got kicked out of the playoffs by West last year. So since then, we've been working back to where we are at at this point. And they um, did the exact same thing after uh, their more favorable finish with the state championship title.
1: You know, Tommy, you're one of the top players in the state, and uh, committed to go to Montana State, and so congratulations to you on that. Did you find after you, you know, were recruited and finally made a decision? Okay, this is where I'm going to go play. Did you feel like that took some pressure off of you for this season, or do you feel like it added pressure because now people are like, "Oh, okay, well, this is the this is the guy who's the great quarterback that's going to play college football and all that." How did that go, and what was the was there a difference to you in 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 this senior season for you that way?
9: Um, yeah, I guess, uh, just, uh, finishing my junior season last year It was like, wow, I've got one season left. Um, and that's all that's guaranteed. Um, so when I was given the opportunity to continue my, uh, education and, uh, also my, uh, athletic passion, that is football. Um, uh, I, I jumped on the opportunity and, uh, I just found that, um, obviously I liked my fit at Montana state. um, But uh, going into this season, it was just a lot of, uh, it was a lot of just motivation for myself, um, looking at Butte High and where we started my freshman year and kind of how we've uh, progressed. Um, It was just uh, really big for me to try to uh, maximize my potential in high school, at least, um, by just putting in a little bit extra effort here and there, um, doing a little bit more and uh, just trying to give our give our team uh, the best best opportunity we can have. Uh, I never really took uh, this year and my if you would say a title of being committed to a college as uh, any extra pressure is just um, kind of keeping where my uh, feet are and uh, playing for the city around me and my coaches and my fellow players.
0: What'd you like about Montana State? in the recruiting process what and what made you wanted to commit to the Bobcats
9: Oh yeah for sure um just uh my relationships that I was able to build with the uh, coaching staff um that was all that was a really big uh emphasis that uh swayed me that way um obviously um my my uh goals and I don't know if I'd say goals but my um My importance level, like my importance that I set on different aspects to college. uh, The number one for me was always education, and uh, just uh, the areas that I'm looking into going to for um, my uh, career after football um, was just much more favorable in um, over at MSU compared to uh, other schools. And I also, obviously, I I love my fit and other uh, other ways as well. As I said, with the coaching staff and. Um, just the culture that is set up over there. What do you want to do?
1: Do you have an idea? I mean, it sounds like you have maybe thought about this, obviously, a little bit uh, professionally, career-wise, or just school-wise, what you want to pursue that way.
9: Yeah. Um, I have uh, i don't know. I can't specify one major that I sure. want to go into right now or one career field that I like want to go into. But um, STEM, like math and science, has always been – um, really important to me, and um, I just really enjoy um, aspects of that and being able to understand um, the human body. And um, I don't know, just, I just it's always just been really intriguing to me. So um, I can't say exactly what I the one like career that I'm. I obviously I'm like trying to go into. I, I don't think that I can say that right now. But um, just uh, a wide range of opportunities uh we're more available at msu so um i think that once i narrow that down and um i'm able to decide on that it'll um it'll i don't know it'll just come into place uh how i how i want it to be
1: tommy malott joining us he's our mattress firm student of the week senior quarterback at butte high school the butte bulldogs hosting billings west tonight in the state semifinal. seven o'clock kickoff uh for that football game you know, growing up in Butte, Butte's such an historic town and it has such a such a long and interesting and complex history and such a unique identity, uh, you know, in in the country and in the state of Montana as well. But also growing up there, it's it's home, right? It's just kind of what you know. Do you do you notice what Butte is and kind of the place it holds uh in, in Americana and in Montana uh as you grow up there in a place like that?
9: Yeah. Um that's kind of a uh um, it's a good question for kids growing up in view, just cause, you know, when you are born and raised in, uh, whatever city you're at, you just kind of take that as that's where everywhere else is like, you know, like you don't ever try to say that you're special or whatever's happening to your, in your community is any different than anywhere else. But, uh, as you grow up and you, you really get to see, um, other places around you, um, it's, uh, yeah, for sure. It's just a really unique place. And, um. It's part of who I am right now. Um, I love the city. I love the community. Um, I uh, respect all the kids. And um, I just believe in what we're doing over here in Butte, Montana. Um, a lot of people will disagree with that, but uh, I just love the community that we uh, have uh, surrounding us. And uh, it's obviously it's become a, a part of who I am.
1: Well, Tommy, we certainly appreciate your time, man. Best of luck tonight. We're really excited uh, for this game, so best to you tonight. And, and if you're fortunate enough, next week, of course, as well. And uh, to join us on game day is really good of you. So we really appreciate it. Thanks for being here, okay?
9: Yeah, thank you.
0: It is the fiercest rivalry in college football, and on November 22nd, Universal Athletic, Up Top Clothing, and ESPN Missoula will team together to bring you a special edition of Tutel Nuanes. Broadcasting from the Universal Athletic headquarters in Bozeman, swing the Universal Athletic to check out the Montana Football Hall of Fame, get your Grizz and Bobcat gear, and hear the best sports talk radio in Montana previewing the 119th rendition of the historic rivalry. Universal Athletic and Uptap Clothing are passionate supporters of athletics around the great state of Montana.
1: Well, we go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the head men's basketball coach of the montana state bobcats danny sprinkle the bobcats this season already four and one coming off three straight wins at the spartan invitational including uh well you might have seen it on SportsCenter center top 10 it a, was the
0: number one play uh,
1: game winner uh from harold Frey and oh more than half court buzzer beater over uncg but we appreciate coach sprinkle <laughs> being on with us coach how are you
7: doing great doing great just down here in. uh Phoenix getting ready for one more tonight. And, uh, obviously, we've been on the road for six days. We're excited to play tonight and get back home. Yeah, well,
1: I would I would think you're doing pretty well, although we're a little road weary. But talk about your team first of all. I mean, let's talk about the play. I mean, you're sitting there. U N C G makes a layup with I think three seconds left to take a two point lead. You don't call a timeout. You say let's play this thing out. You give it to Harold Frey, and of course he barrels buries it from seventy five feet or whatever it is. <laughs> And I watched you on that play, kind of shift up, and you kind of looked like you were getting ready. Okay, well, we got to shake hands, and that's what it's going to be. And then the thing goes down, and I thought Danny Sprinkle's ready to put his jersey on. He's ready to get out there and play. Talk about that moment,
7: though. (laughs) It was it was awesome. It was. uh, I mean, I was in a complete crouch. Yes. And I don't know what happened, but I'll tell you what: my knee hurt the next day. <laughs> I haven't jumped that high in a long time. But uh, I mean, what a what an incredible shot! Uh, you know, by Harold, and it was it was great awareness by Almond, who Jabril did a great job, like contesting the shot, and he got hit in the chest and and fell straight back, so he was down on his butt. And uh, Almond went and took the ball out and got it to Harold. And uh, obviously, the rest is history from there. I mean, he kind of made the shot, just like we just like we draw it up as coaches, huh? Yeah, ex- <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly <laughs> so right. He, he made us. He made us look like we could coach. But uh, no, I mean it was just an unbelievable shot by Harold. Uh, you know, but that was just one shot. You know, people forget he hit a three at the end of the first half too, yeah. uh, which was which was huge, pulling us within four. Uh, cause they had kind of pulled away a little bit. I think they got up nine, and we went on a, I think a five oh run to finish the half. Um, but you know those are just you know those are, I mean, obviously, it's a huge play because everybody just sees the ending, but you know, there was so many plays within that game that that led up to that moment uh, from all of our players.
1: Basketball is such a cool sport because it is a sport where you are consistently going to have wins and losses happen at the buzzer one way or another. When it happens like that, though, yeah, obviously it's a high water mark emotionally in the moment, but what can that can that facilitate something in your team where there's just like a little bit more bounce, a little more juice as you go because of the way that went and that can linger over time?
7: Oh, no question. No question. I mean, it's obviously just beating a team like UNC Greensboro. I mean, that's an NCAA tournament team, you know, two or three of the last, you know, couple of years. And uh they got a lot of veterans back and you well, know, I think I saw some stat that we're we're only the third team to beat them the last three years in their gym. Mm. And, uh, you know, for our, for our young team to do that, you know, kind of shows the belief that they have and, and, you know, the belief in each other, you know, um, you know, just our competitiveness and our resiliency are, is what really stood out to me when I watched that film, because there was so many times where our guys could have, you know, they could have packed it in and just said, well, we played a really good team close at home. And, uh, you know, they weren't going to settle for that.
0: Your team overall, 4-1, and one, you guys have been so good defensively, so improved compared to the last couple of years at Montana State defensively. And also on offense, it seems like you guys are playing with a pretty good flow, especially considering you got a bunch of guys that are new to the program, relatively new with playing with each other. So overall, what's just your overall evaluation of the way you guys are playing five games into this season?
7: Uh, really happy defensively where we're at um you know we're we're playing team defense uh we're really doing a good job you know shrinking the floor and getting back in transition and and that's something that we have to continue to work on and continue to get better at you know because we have to do that to win games you know we're not you know we're not talented enough and and veteran enough yet to not do that um you know offensively you know i think we're doing a good job moving the ball you know we have to be prepared for you know People are gonna do different things to Harold every game. They're gonna trap him on ball screens, you know, who knows if if we see boxing ones, triangle and twos. We gotta be prepared for everything. But you know, proud of how everybody else is kind of stepping up, except especially you know, some of the newcomers. Uh, you know, Michael Paulo's had some good games, Amin Adamu, Jabril Bellows has been a beast down low. And uh, you know, it's everybody's kinda you know, they're sharing the ball. Um, you know, we're not just reliant on Harold, you know, against uh Greensboro. That last second three he hit—that was the only shot he made in the second half, you know. But we still competed with a great defensive team, uh, with him only making one shot in the second half. And so, you know, I mean, it—you know—everybody else, you know, bucket of water, and and that's what's kind of making us good so far.
1: Danny Sprinkle joining us—he's the head coach of the Montana State Men's Basketball team. They're four and one, coming off of four straight victories. Headed to Grand Canyon University to play uh, game number six of the season, and coach. It must be nice to have a $5 million recruiting budget because you have gone all over the earth, wherever you've <laughs> wanted to get your team together. I mean, this is remarkable. You got Germany, England, Norway, Canada, obviously plenty of guys from around the U.S. as well. But where, you know, when you talk about the international flavor of basketball in general, sometimes it takes a little while for that to make it to Montana. How did you go about with your staff collecting this group of guys that have played so very well?
7: Well, I, you know, I mean, it's kind of just connections of, you know, where we know people. And yeah. uh, obviously a lot of the overseas connections, you know, Chris Haslam done a great job. You know, he obviously recruited Harold Bray, uh, you know, Jabril Bello. He actually, he had placed Almond Adama with Coach Russell, you know, who's on my staff now too. And so, you know, and obviously Coach Russell coached Almond last year and had great things to say about him. And so obviously he came up too. But, I mean, you know, you look, you know, even when Finn flute and Borja that we got, you know, it was just kind of overseas connections and different people that we know. And, and, uh, you know, we're fortunate, you know, and they're fits for Montana State. They're fits academically, you know, socially, they just, they love it. They're grateful for the opportunity that Montana State's given them. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, the one thing I can say, is, you know, no matter how we play is they're good kids, and uh, they're going to represent Montana State well and, and uh, you know we're we're really fortunate to have the guys on our team that we do.
0: Well, you're in sunny Phoenix. You got a big game tonight. We really appreciate you taking a couple minutes out on game day. But at Grand Canyon to end this road trip, and first of all, Coach, I know you you just got done with shoot around. I've heard that Grand Canyon's facilities are top notch. I heard that they've poured a ton of money into that program, and that they are a definitely a program on the rise. So, what's your experience been like so far in Phoenix, and and what do you expect from the game tonight?
7: Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be rocking. We're actually driving to shoot around right now. We're actually on the bus there getting ready to pull into the arena right now to shoot around. But we, um, I mean, it's probably the most raucous environment, you know, on this side of the Mississippi. Um, I mean, their students, they were camping out yesterday when we practiced, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and they, they have two, 3,000 students literally camping outside and, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be loud. And, uh, you know, it, it's great for our guys to experience this. You know, we've been through a similar deal at Utah State, uh, the first game of the year where they have a great student section too. And uh, it's going to be just like that tonight where, you know, sometimes you can't hear yourself and we're going to have to have hand signals, uh, you know, to correspond plays and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to us just being us. You know, we have to play, we have to execute, we got to take care of the ball and and you know above anything else we have to guard and that's one thing that we've done you know the first five games of the year and and we're going to need another effort like that tonight
1: well, Coach, we'll, uh, last question for you here. Uh, you may be aware there's a football game also going on this weekend uh, in uh, in Town. And so I know you've been on the road, but when you get back there, what do you think it's going to be like to be back on campus and, and especially with your basketball team? What is the role? Because I know teams, you know, they want to be there for the other you know, teams within the department and all that. What's it like at Cat Grizz weekend going to be, especially when it's a home game for you?
7: I mean, it, it's awesome because the whole town is just going crazy and uh i mean everywhere you go i mean all it's going to be this weekend is cat Grizz stuff and uh you know it it's off like our new guys our freshmen they have no idea what's going on Christ. and uh but they're they're about to find out when they get back to campus and uh but i'll tell you what i'm smart enough because playing at montana state i know what goes on on friday nights and that's why we're going to have a we're going to practice saturday morning before the game <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, it's going to be uh but it'll be it'll be fun i want our guys to enjoy it because you know that's one of the special things about you know going to school at montana state is that rivalry and uh you know i want them to after practice be able to you know soak in that experience um you know because it it is special it's one of the i mean i you guys know it you know the people that have been a part of it you know know that it's probably you know one of the five best rivalries in the country you know
1: well, Coach, we really appreciate it. Congratulations on, a, on an outstanding start to the season here for you. Best of luck tonight at uh, GCU, and we'll look forward to watching your team on uh, throughout the course of this season, okay?
7: You got it. Appreciate you guys.
1: Coulter, I was in Bozeman for the Bobcat game a couple of weeks ago, and while I was there, I went over to the corner of Jackrabbit and Baxter and headed into the brand-new Cathedral of Guns, Selway Armory. It was Absolutely phenomenal. Their new store in Bozeman is everything you want and more, including a Sig Sour store right in the Selway Armory store.
0: Got a, some confusion from a couple people listening listen to this podcast. They said, What is Sig Sour? And they spelled it like cigarette. But no, we're talking Sig Sour like S I G S A E U R. Some of the best handguns you'll find anywhere. They're experts when it comes to Sig hours, as well as all other handguns, as well as all other firearms. Locations are both Missoula and Bozeman. Get your butt to that new Bozeman store. It's a beautiful store, unbelievable inventory, and those guys are experts. They'll help you find whatever it is you need.
1: Hunting season, recreation, we all have people on our Christmas list, or maybe it's you yourself. Yes, I must say, once in a while, it's nice to get your own self a present. You go in there, all of the guns, ammunition, accessories that you could imagine in culture, as you mentioned, absolute experts they know everything there is to know about the entire inventory they've got online selwayarmory.com montana is a gun enthusiast state it's a hunting state and selway armory is montana's firearm superstore
0: Take the Sellway Armory Challenge. Shop with Solway Armory for a year. Guarantee you you're going to save money over the big box stores or anywhere else you might shop. Do yourself a favor. No matter where you're from in Montana, if you're making your way through southwest Montana, go see that new Sellway Armory. And if you're in Missoula, go check out their location out Stockyard Road. Sellway Armory, great products at a great price, along with world-class customer service.